What's going on, Bucks fans, Super Bowl champ fans? This is true. Listen, uh, all the new bandwagon fans, um, because I know that's who it is. Y'all better leave my boy James alone about this Chris Godwin Antonio Brown thing. I know you are a bandwagon fan because you think that He's saying, let's take Antonio Brown over Chris Godwin. If you were a real Bucks fan and you've been here through all of the downs that we've been experiencing, then you know that's not the case. James, you don't owe us an explanation. Real Bucks fans knew what you meant. Uh, bandwagon fans, y'all got to learn it. At Will's family, we don't do all of that fighting stuff. All right? Go Bucks. We all love Chris Godwin. Y'all leave James alone. I'm not going to say it too many times. I got that blue one. Go Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Jericho flying solo today. You can find everything that my co-host David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. And make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. First and foremost, would like to give a shout out to True for that voicemail to open things up. That was um, it was very kind of you. I appreciate you uh you know, getting my back because yeah, I mean, David and I talked about this Chris Godwin thing quite a bit and we're going to continue to talk about Chris Godwin here in this opening segment. We're going to get to that in just a moment, but yeah, I do think some things were a little bit misconstrued and anybody that has listened to the podcast for any length of time knows how much David and I like Chris Godwin, how much I personally like Chris Godwin. So yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, to address that on our last episode but we're going to go ahead and dive in to some news around the NFL. And by that, I mean the fact that as you are listening to this today, the NFL franchise tag window has officially opened up. And NFL Network's Ian Rappaport talked about some of the big names heading into free agency here. And uh, one of those big names has some significant importance to all of you. So with that, let's listen to what NFL Network's Ian Rappaport has to say about the situation. Let's start, yes, with Dak Prescott. You mentioned, of course, a franchise tag player last year. Expect him to be franchise tagged again for the second straight year. $37.7 million is the tag, uh, except if the Cowboys are able to do a long-term deal. In my understanding, and this is something I reported along with Tom Pelissero during the Super Bowl week, is the Cowboys do want to work out a long-term deal with Prescott before they have to tag him. They are confident in his recovery to do that. Another player we're going to be talking about, Chris Godwin, the Buccaneers star receiver. Do not expect him to go anywhere. Obviously going to try to work out a long-term deal with him. If they cannot get something done, they are expected to tag him as well. And then finally, Kenny Galladay, the Detroit Lions star receiver, another one of the uh, big-time group of young receivers who could potentially be available. I would be very surprised if he's actually available. Another strong franchise tag candidate. I know they had talks last year about a long-term extension. Did not happen. I'm going to try again this year, but expect him to be tagged if they don't get a deal. 
So there you have it. Obviously, you know, I, I went ahead and I played that entire clip for everyone because the Dak Prescott aspect could potentially affect the Buccaneers from the aspect that both the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers are expected to be looking for a new quarterback. So that would take one of the big potential names off the table for them. Of course, David and I talked about the Panthers trying to work out a deal uh, to get Deshaun Watson and, and the projected rumored uh, deal that, that would include Christian McCaffrey. And then we don't know what the Saints are doing. Drew Brees still has not officially retired. There's, of course, talks that Jameis Winston is going to be their guy moving forward, but they have a lot of cap to clear out. The most important thing, of course, is that information about Chris Godwin and Ian Rappaport has gone on to say since that aired on NFL Network that he has been told you know, point blank that Chris Godwin is not going anywhere. As of right now, the projected, again, this is not an official number, this is the projected franchise tag number courtesy of OverTheCap.com for a wide receiver is $16.4 million. That is a hefty, hefty price tag. So I'm sure the, you know, the preferred option is going to be for, for the Buccaneers to work out a long-term deal with Chris Godwin and get that 2021 salary number lower than that projected franchise tag number because as David mentioned you know it's kind of hard for Mike Evans to go out there restructure his deal to take less money in 2021 and then Chris Godwin turn around and make more than Mike Evans you know they're going to try to get something worked out but all signs point to the fact that without a shadow of a doubt Chris Godwin will be returning in 2021 according to Ian Rappaport of course no deal is done yet things can always change and uh, we're going to get into that here in just a moment because if the Buccaneers franchise Chris Godwin that means that there's not another franchise tag to go around for another player who just happened to have been franchise tagged last season or maybe for a linebacker that has been around since 2012. You know, as of right now, the Bucks are estimated at having around $27 million in cap space. So if they get hit with that franchise tag for Chris Godwin, that leaves about $10 million left. You have Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, and Dominican Sue, Antonio Brown, Ryan Suckup. All these guys are free agents. That's not a lot of money to go around and uh, and pay the rest of these guys to, to bring back that Super Bowl championship team. But we're going to dive into that coming up here in segment two. First, we have to give a shout out to some friends of ours, betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag using your mobile device and sign up today. 
and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, use promo code locked on and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. More free agency talk coming up in segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints discuss holding space and the balance of discussing blackness in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. You know that show is going to be absolutely fantastic because our good buddy Ross is a big part of it and he always does a phenomenal job. Here in segment two of the Locked on Bucks podcast, we are going to talk a little bit more about this free agency situation. Now that we have the information from Ian Rappaport that Chris Godwin, uh, you know, worst case scenario, is going to receive that franchise tag. So that leaves the question. Who's going to be the odd man out? There was a report over the weekend, you can read about it over at BucksNation.com, that the Bucks think that they can bring five of their six big free agents back in 2021. But nobody knows who that odd man out is going to be. And if you take a look at Track, that's that's a website that a lot of people like to use, but like anything else, it's it's a tool to give you, you know, an idea as to what's going on. It is not, you know, the end-all, be-all. There's other information out there, but it is a piece of the puzzle when you're trying to gather some information. So Track does a pretty solid job of estimating market value, estimating upcoming contracts for free agents, things like that. But they predicted that Shaq Barrett and Levante David would re-sign with Tampa Bay while Chris Godwin becomes the number one guy over in Indianapolis. Well, we now know that's likely not going to be the case, but you take a look at the contracts that they that they laid out, and they said Shaq Barrett would get $75 million over four years, Levante David $39 million over three years, Antonio Brown one year for two and a half, Gronk one year for eight and a half. Then leaving, they had Chris Godwin at five years, $90 million to the Colts, and Dominican Sue one year, $7 million with the Carolina Panthers, and Leonard Fournette heading to the Steel City in Pittsburgh on a two-year, $16 million deal. So you start to think, who is the odd man out? Who is the person that may not be back that was a key part of this Super Bowl run. Now, David and I have both said that we don't think Leonard Fournette will be back. You know, he probably earned himself some money on the open market. It would not surprise me in the least to see him leave. Gronk, we know that he, he would likely be back on a team-friendly contract because he has said numerous times, if he's not going to play with Tom Brady, he's not going to play for any other quarterback in the NFL. We know that Godwin's returning. The question is, will it be under the franchise tag or will it be a long-term deal that gives the Buccaneers a little more financial flexibility? And you start taking a look at this list of players. If Antonio Brown returns, that's going to be a discounted deal. He probably didn't warrant 
a, a big money deal elsewhere. We know he has a special relationship and a friendship with Tom Brady. He turned down the Green Bay Packers to join the Buccaneers. He would probably be back on a team-friendly deal. And Dominic and Sue, Vita Vea was on the Pat McAfee show on Monday saying he's been in contact with Sue. He wants to get a deal done. He wants to stay. Uh, and he's got twins on the way. He wants to extend his playing career. He's been public about wanting to return. So you're, you're left looking at Levante David and Shaquille Barrett. Now, I don't think Levante David is the type of person, type of player that is going to say, look, uh, I've been with this team for nine years and, you know, I got my ring. I want to get paid. That just doesn't seem to be the type of player that Levante is. And over the course of his nine-year career with the Buccaneers, remember he was a second-round pick, he has made almost $54 million. That's not his contract values. That is his career earnings, $53.747 million. It seems to me Levante is going to be the player that is going to take a little bit more of a team-friendly deal, stay with Tampa. We know how rare it is for a player to get to play for one franchise for his entire career, and it seems like Levante David is lining up to be that kind of guy. When when the season starts, he will be 32 years old, and I, I just don't see him going out there and trying to garner this massive, massive deal. Now, Track again, they have his estimated market value at an average annual salary of around $12.7 million. And that's kind of where they guess he's going to come in as far as, as the contract that they predicted for him for the Buccaneers. It was three years, $39 million. There were reports early on in the year, you know, back in, in I think it was early October, Ian Rappaport saying that Levante and the Buccaneers were working on a long-term deal I don't know if they decided to hit pause on that because of the season and, and pick it up again now, or if it's, you know, this, the two sides were just too far apart. But it seems pretty obvious to me that Levante David is going to be the kind of guy that is going to stay around. So that leaves one more name, and that's Shaquille Barrett. Now, I want to preface this, and I'm going to say this very clearly. I would love to have Shaquille Barrett back. I'm not pushing for the Bucks to sign J.J. Watt over Shaquille Barrett, or if Von Miller were to become available, not pushing for him over Shaquille Barrett. I would love for Shaq to return. But this is the situation that we're in, and this is the situation we're going to keep talking about, everyone. The Buccaneers have difficult business decisions to make because of the pandemic, because of the lack of league revenue for not allowing fans in the stands across the NFL, not allowing full capacity, there would not have been a single home Buccaneers game in 2020 that was not sold out. Not a single one. You all remember when we were talking about the waiting list for season tickets the moment it was announced that Tom Brady was coming to town? There would not have been an empty seat in Ray J all year long. But not only were there empty seats in Ray J, there were empty seats in 30 
one, because the Jets and the, the Giants share one, in 31 NFL stadiums across the country. And that's why we have the salary cap issue that we have now. Jason Light and Mike Greenberg have done such a great, great job at utilizing the bonuses, utilizing the cap, and planning for two, three, five, seven years down the line to make sure they don't end up like the New Orleans Saints, who were $100 million over the cap, or the Kansas City Chiefs, who are over the cap, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, all these teams are over the estimated cap. The Buccaneers are not. In fact, they're in the top 10 of most salary cap space in the NFL. But it's not nearly as much as they plan for because of the pandemic. That leads to these difficult decisions. And if they can't get the players to agree to take a little less up front and, and hopefully make up for it on the back end because of the salary cap problems, then those players are going to leave. And they're going to try to make money. Or as Shaq Barrett said on a couple of appearances across radio and television, break the bank. I think as as much as it would it would stink for the Buccaneers in this defense, I think the most likely player out the door is Shaquille Barrett. And he's the one that is going to be more difficult to replace than Leonard Fournette. He would be, I don't think he would be more difficult to replace than Indomitian Sue. I don't think he would be more difficult to replace than Chris Godwin or Levante David. In fact, when David and I were talking about our most important pending free agent, mine was Levante, his was Indomitian Sue. And I said then, Shaquille Barrett is more replaceable than people want to you know, admit, here's here's the long and the short of it, guys. This defense, the scheme that Todd Bowles has them running, it starts up front and it starts in the middle. And that is Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue. Now, the way those two work together, and William Golston, what a phenomenal season. William Golston had for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. But you have to bring back Indomitian Sue to be that tag team partner for Vita Vea. And I want to run down the list real quick here. And and David is probably going to find a way to refute this. But again, I'm by myself. I get to say these things because that's what I do. Vita Vea played all 16 games in 2019 when Shaquille Barrett was the NFL sack leader with 19 and a half. This year, Shaquille Barrett, who missed the final week of the season, he played in 19 games, including the playoffs. With Vita Vea on the field, he played seven. In those seven games, he had seven sacks and 12 quarterback hits. So one sack per game and 1.7 quarterback hits with Vita Vea in the lineup. Without Vita Vea, he played 12 games. In those 12 games, 
he had five sacks and 12 quarterback hits. So .41 sacks per game and one quarterback hit per game without Vita Vea. He had less than half his sack total or, or less than half his sack production when Vita Vea is out of the lineup. I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a drop-off in talent. But you can find an edge rusher that can get after the quarterback as long as you have a healthy Vita Vea and a healthy Indomitian Sioux wrecking the interior of the offensive line. You can find someone else that can come in and compliment Jason Pierre-Paul coming off that edge. Shaq Barrett is a fantastic talent, and he was buried on the depth chart behind Von Miller. He got his opportunity, and he made the most of it in 2019. He got the franchise tag for 2020, and he had talked about he wasn't going to complain about being on the franchise tag. He wasn't going to hold out because he was on the franchise tag because it was more money than he had ever made in his life. But now he's saying it's time to break the bank. Does that mean he's going to opt to leave the Buccaneers and a chance at his third Super Bowl ring in order to maximize his career earnings and strike while the iron is hot? Or is he willing to take a little bit less up front and maybe a little bit less overall in order to keep this team together? That's the big question that only Shaq knows the answer to. But just like I was talking about how, you know, there may be some drop-off, but it wouldn't be panic time if Chris Godwin were to leave. I think there would be even less panic and potentially even less production drop-off if Shaq Barrett were to leave and the Buccaneers were able to address or were forced, not able to, but forced to address the edge rush position in free agency or in the NFL draft. It all starts up front. It all starts in the middle with Indomitian Sioux and Vita Vea. And when there's a healthy Vita Vea on the field, you have a very productive Shaquille Barrett. When there is no Vita Vea, Shaq's production slips and drops off pretty significantly. Just something to think about, some food for thought. I can't wait for David to yell at me tomorrow and tell me why I'm wrong. But one thing you can never go wrong with, that's our friends over at rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands that his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from edge control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We are wrapping things up here on a solo Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, and we are going to hit the voicemail line to uh, round things out today and continue our discussion about NFL free agents. So, good friend Jim in South Kakalaki, what do you have to say? James, David, it's your buddy Jim in South Carolina, South Kakalaki. Just got done listening to Monday's episode and uh, found it really interesting that uh, the gentleman who called in from Wisconsin, I believe he lives in Green Bay, uh, referred to a phone call. Uh, earlier in the season, uh, in fact, it was at the beginning of the season, uh, someone had made a, a fun of Ryan Suckup's name and how he couldn't believe that we were signing him. Uh, that was me. That was me. I was, I was the one who made that call. So I'm a big enough man to admit that I made a mistake in uh, underestimating Ryan Suckup. Uh, in my defense, I don't think anybody thought uh, he would have that kind of a season. But, um, you know, I, I can I can... I can definitely admit a mistake, and I am so, so glad I was wrong. So glad, and I truly hope they bring him back because uh, I think he was a big part of their success. So, again, I just wanted to uh, uh, address that and let everybody know it was me. It was me. Uh, and uh, like I said, I was so glad to be wrong about him. But anyway, uh, love, love your podcast as usual, guys. Keep cranking them out. I'll keep listening. And as always, go Bucks. Jim, thank you very much for the call. You know, David texted me about the voicemail that we played uh, regarding the, you know, the Bucks signing a player with the word suck in his name. And I, I said to him, I'm like, I don't remember saying that. Did you say that? Because I don't remember ever saying it. I, I thought I was excited about the signing of Ryan Suckup because I did really like him at Tennessee. And David said he went back to the episode where we talked about the signing, and he said neither one of us said it there, but maybe it happened throughout the season. Neither one of us could remember. So, Jim, I'm glad to hear you call in and clear that up because, yeah, I mean, I, I love it when I'm wrong and it's, you know, the Buccaneers are succeeding in something that I said would fail. Um, Look, Ryan Suckup was absolutely – a big part of the Buccaneers' success in 2020. And he's a free agent that we keep kind of glossing over. You know, we've spent the last week or so talking about Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. And then, you know, we, we've we talked about Levante and Shaq and Sue and Fournette and Gronk. And nobody's talking about Ryan Suckup. The Bucs don't have a kicker. And I would love 
love for Ryan Suckup to return to this team in 2021. Again, it's going to come down to money because I don't think Ryan Suckup is going to sign another contract for $1.05 million and only 150000 of it is guaranteed. He signed that deal because he had to go out and prove that he was healthy enough to kick again. You have to remember he missed time with the Titans in the 2019 season because he was hurt. And he had to go out and show that he could do it again. Well, guess what? He took that prove-it contract and he proved it. So Ryan Suckup is going to come in a little more expensive than you know, what the Bucks paid him in 2020. But he's a player that they have to have back. I would actually go so far as to say it's more important for them to bring back Ryan Suckup than it would be for them to bring back Leonard Fournette or Antonio Brown. Those are, are players that they don't have to have back. We've talked in in back-to-back mock draft Mondays now about the Bucks drafting Najee Harris because that's who's being mocked to the Bucks. Najee Harris, to me, would be an upgrade over Leonard Fournette. You know, they still have Ronald Jones as the number one guy. If they want to go out and sign a complimentary back, they can do so. You don't have to bring back Lenny. I love him. I, he was a huge part of their playoff success, but he's not a necessary part of the team. Antonio Brown is the same way. He's, he's a luxury. He's a productive guy who has a great relationship with Tom Brady. He's a reliable target to move the chains. He's a deep threat option. But you still have Tyler Johnson and you have Scotty Miller. You have O.J. Howard coming back from injury. You have Cameron Brait. You are likely going to have Rob Gronkowski. You don't need Antonio Brown. But he sure did come in handy when the wide receivers were missing games due to injury. Mike Evans, you know, he leaves in the final game of the year in the first quarter after setting that that record for consecutive seasons with a thousand yards to begin a career. Antonio Brown's your number one receiver in that game. He had like 130 yards on what was it, 11 catches, something like that. So it was great to have him. He was he was a reliable target. He was an insurance policy, but you don't need him. You need Ryan Suckup. How many years have the Buccaneers been looking for an answer at the kicking position? How many? I'm pretty sure it's been, I don't know, basically since Martin Gramatica left like 20 years ago. I realize I'm being a little facetious right now, but you guys get it. How many kickers has this team gone through? And they've had some that were all right. You know, Matt Bryant went out the door. Pat Murray was okay. Nick Folk was terrible. Chandler can't kick in Zaro was a nightmare. Roberto Aguayo, we know how that ends. You know, Matt Gay, he was okay. But he missed some crucial kicks in crucial games that cost them wins on what could have been a playoff team. So having a guy that you can count on, even when he missed kicks, he struggled indoors against Detroit, missing extra points, missed field goals. 
But when he went out on the field, you weren't scared that he was going to miss another one. And when he came back the next week, he was fine. He was perfect. He was perfect, you know, basically for the rest of the year. You always had confidence when it came down to Ryan Suckup needing to make a field goal or needing to make an extra point. And that's not a feeling the Buccaneers fans have had for the better part of a decade. You cannot let him walk out the door. Ryan Suckup might be one of the more important pending free agents for this Buccaneers team because we know, we know the nightmare that is created when you don't have an answer at the kicker position. Why find the answer and then let him turn around and walk out the door? The Bucs have to find a way to re-sign Ryan Suckup for the next couple years, at least even a one-year deal. Even at this point, even a one-year deal. If you want to take it one year at a time with this guy, cool, fine, whatever. But I don't want to see them playing place kicker Russian roulette again for the next 10 years. You found a guy, he worked out, you need to re-sign him. Don't let him leave. And with that, I am going to leave because my time is up. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. We still have our daily free agent profiles every day leading up to the kickoff of free agency. Make sure you are heading over to the pewtercastawards.com to vote on the pewties. We appreciate each and every vote that we get from all of you. But if there's another podcast or content creator that you like better, we get it. We understand. Follow your heart. Follow your brain. And uh, yeah, just head over to the pewtercastawards.com and vote on those awards in what will be Brent Allen's final pewties that he will be hosting. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Thank you again to True and Jim for calling in. It is greatly appreciated. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.